When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Uh, Music. We are just getting started. Finally, a podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes, that's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Woo! Here's CM and BD. Hey, tip that coffee. Hello, from God. Yeah, where are you at? I am in uh, Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indiana, Indiana. Okay, Indiana. What's, yeah. What's I'm Indiana in, uh, known for? Um, <laughs> not uh, their coffee. I no, <laughs> I, I would say no. I, I mean, the Indianapolis 500 for all yeah. you people that like to watch things go for in circles. Sure. Um, the Pacers, the Colts. So they got some some major sports teams here. Meet. Um, Meet. Republicans, and and uh, and it, uh, and it's it, a nice uh, little city. Yeah, is yeah. it warm there? Well, I would say it's probably like, in Canadian terms, probably like around thirteen today. Oh, cool. Maybe that's, maybe that's maybe eleven, but tonight's or tomorrow's supposed to be like minus four. So I think we're all over the place. Anyways. It's uh you know it's a it's a Monday night Bitch. and uh, hello it's the beginning of my birthday week Yay. so it's a week long celebration of just me that's what's gonna wow. happen and I've started it with coffee there you go not, good way to start it not really it's just the thing I'm I'm working on my birthday so it gives me an opportunity to you know say hey and hello everybody and welcome to the kids on the escalator podcast for a Monday night on the Dean Blundell Network uh, brought to you by the Bible. <laughs> And all of our Christian friends that are coming after us on a daily basis. Nice. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, I've got a great storyline coming up in my comic book about uh, a, a religious group. So I'm finding that my comic book is a great way to vent, to vent <laughs> my emotions, my feelings without going. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. great. Like I, I'm doing a protest part right now because in my comic book, the folks of the city of Kingston's on shutdown. But it's because of a, it's not because of a disease or anything. It's because of a paranormal activity. So they've got it all shut down. So yeah, the yeah. rest of Ontario can kind of like, you know, figure out what to do with Kingston. Should we just blow it up? Should we? And the people inside of Kingston are like, well, geez, let us out. Let us out. So I got this great big po- protest scene I'm drawing right now, which is great. And the next thing, of course, I want to tackle probably around issue 10 will be uh, a religious group because you got to have a religious group if there's any kind of satanic stuff going on. Got it. Right. So I'm really looking forward to that. So I get to get all my my angst out with society in my comic book and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It keeps me sane. Man. I don't. I send a uh, Twitter and then it's uh, and yeah. then my inbox lights up. However, yeah. I'd like to point out for the record, love to all. If you play nice in the sandbox. Sure. If you don't play nice in the sandbox, the last one who didn't play nice in the sandbox with me threw a rock and it cracked my skull in grade three. And I didn't like him very much after that. So that'll, so there you go. But anyways, love to all everyone. Get along. Let's all get along. Drink coffee. Party on and be excellent to each other. My friends. Now Mm -hmm. I got another question for you. What are you, what are your top two chocolate bars? I'm a Twix and Kit Kat guy. Yeah, right. So again, so so I never realized this or noticed this, but it was brought to my attention that the two chocolate bars that I like the most are are probably the two least liked ever. And they are. Do you like Big Turk? No. Do you like Eat More? Ish. Ish. Well, that's see, right? Like those are my two. Like if I could, if I if I had to get rid of every chocolate bar and leave two, it would be the Big Turk and the Eat More. Which I I found that I don't. Know, I've always liked Big Turk, and it's just like a gummy bear 
covered in chocolate. I thought like a Swedish gummy bear. But sure. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. I, I yeah, but I'm not. I don't have the sweet tooth. So for me, it's like right. It's no, but it's like, funny that if you did, it's, yeah. it's just kind of like one of those things. Like when you think, wow, you know, because you buy one and people look at it, it's like, oh wow, I'm buying that. Huh? Remember that the Seinfeld de- dedicated that whole episode to the Twix. Remember George. I was trying to get the Twix out of the thing. Yes, out of yes. the... They did a O. Henry episode <laughs> as well. Yeah, it's like, and yeah, Henry the O. Henry. Ch- yeah, that's uh, that uh, one. Su- that is a great one. Sue Ellen Mischke. Sue Ellen Mischke. Yes, the the bra girl, right? Yeah, yeah. And now the Olympics are over. Now again, I was kind of yawning through it. Canadian women. Oh, killed it. The thing is, I'm down. I'm down here in America, eh? America. So right. I don't the the Canadian coverage. I can't get because it's quote unquote banned from down here or whatever like you can't get the coverage so i haven't seen shit i didn't even see them win the gold i haven't seen anything olympics which you know unfortunately i've got a great olympian friend in mercedes nickel and she's been covering it for the network which has been amazing but it's like i haven't seen a single thing hopefully mostly her she got to cover the women's hockey because that to me that was like probably my highlight of it all of course the men's hockey wow what a lifetime who ran the team this year was somebody different correct was it sean burke or something julian was the coach, I believe. No, he was the right? coach. No, who picked the team? Oh, probably was, Doug was, Gilmore. Because <laughs> Gretzky sat down, or somebody big just sat down, and somebody yeah. else came in. I'm not sure. Um, or Steve Eiserman sat down. Anyway, not a good team, unfortunately. Sorry, Canada guys. Like, good try, but wow, not a good well, team. So, I mean, it's it, the the debate is whether a the NHL should have been there. I, it, the thing about the Olympics is that it's supposed to be the best. There's two, there's two arguments here. It's yeah. supposed to be the best, best amateur athletes in the world, mm-hmm. but also the best athletes in the world. Well, so best if, athletes period. If you right. So if you're, if you're in, you know, in this particular case um, with the NHL not going over, it changed the narrative as far as, at first, I thought it changed the narrative from a standpoint of like the raw rawness that Canada always seems to get behind, which is snowboarding, skiing, and hockey. Kind of went away because people were like, "All right, sure," uh, but then you know, it gave you an opportunity to celebrate the ones that I, I still love. An Olympian that that makes it and goes for it, and and is the top oh, yeah. of, top of their category. But um, it was <laughs> like it was sort of like, well, the NHL is not going, and they're not allowed to go, and so the guys that they sent, and I, and with all due respect, still weren't even the best. No, like some of the best of, are still playing in the AHL. I didn't some like of, who they picked, you know? man. I thought I they I think they went with uh, uh, not a very aggressive team. Anyway, we could anyway. We're not. We're, this isn't all about sports. We won't go totally into that. But I just I, I, the, my whole thing I was going to go back to was man, when it was in Vancouver. Oh, every morning the, getting up and checking on things, and you we were in Vancouver when that. It moment, was one right? of the best experiences I've ever had in right? my life because. So I, that's was, hard to compare any other Olympics to. So you lived there yeah, during that. What was that like? It was insane. So we, um, for the part of the the thing that I was part of there with the with the Olympics is that we had live sites everywhere with bands. Yeah. So, so we had bands. We had like concerts every single night. The energy amongst. Um, I was, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday because of all the anger that's happening in the world right now and the mm-hmm. divide that of that people are basically picking a side yeah in every like they're literally picking a side and my whole thing is thinking about two moments over the last couple last couple years one was with the olympics obviously in 2010 when the whole country came together Mm -hmm. and the divide wasn't there. there it didn't it wasn't like Republican, Democrat, PC, conservative, liberal. It was like everyone was together to celebrate this thing. And Samantha was only two years old. Mm -hmm. We all went and watched it at the, uh, at the Vogue theater in Vancouver. There was like 10 of us. And it like, when they scored that overtime goal, that was like the craziest Uh, thing I've ever experienced in my life because we, you know, coming from Toronto, I was only what, five years into Vancouver at that point. And we didn't outside of the blue Jays winning the world series, mm-hmm. the Raptors weren't good. Then the Leafs were still consistently losing. So mm-hmm. I'd never actually been in an environment yeah, where somebody wasn't it won, nice to, to have your somebody team won something and especially know? Canada, man. Cause I, yeah, it get it, the whole thing. That wasn't that great. That was great. And you're really lucky to be a part of that, man. That, that, it was the, the, one of the most incredible, I, I think of this moment fondly because it was, the be the be part of the build of uh, like or just be part of the live site, it, mm-hmm. you know, and that whole thing, and then the experience that went with 
seeing what was happening in this in in the town but also after being moving there in 05 and seeing the infrastructure that was put into the city mm-hmm. like because you get up to whistler now in two hours whereas before it used to be three and a half hours or whatever because it was a right. single single like highway four here right so you could get up there <laughs> so fast four seven trains and and like everyone's property value doubled like when they announced it it was just the energy in the city and it also coincided with the rise of the vancouver canucks right so when i moved here it was like they'd swap the team out mm. so all the things i hated about the canucks like you know bertuzzi and naslin and all these guys mm-hmm. as a leaf fan mm-hmm. they were gone the yeah. only one that you had left was bieksa and you had the rise of burrows and kessler and all these guys and it was such an incredible thing and to have vancouver you got to remember out of 2010 Olympics, it went right into the Vancouver Stanley cup madness. Mm-hmm. So if they would have won, we would have had the gold in Vancouver and the Stanley cup won within a year of each other. It yep. was like the most insane thing to be a part of. I'll, yeah. I'll never forget it ever. So cool. It's funny. My big, my greatest memory. And I don't remember what the gentleman was doing, what his, his event was, but I remember him cheering to everybody and some, somebody comes up and gives well, that, them a, a pitcher of beer. That, that was in Whistler, and that yeah, guy was a yeah. sl- uh, sl- uh, I think he was a, um, I think he was either the luge or he was part of the bobsled team. Right, and he just and somebody comes up with a pitcher, not a yeah. beer, not a mug, not a glass, yeah, a yeah. pitcher of beer, and he just grabbed it. Woo. I like to point it for the record that it happens in Whistler every day still. Regardless oh, man, of the Olympics. I got to go to Whistler then because I would go for <laughs> it's a amazing. Right now. I used I did fifty six days a year there, like to, like because I would do the ski and snowboard festival. In Whistler, which was just insane. This was back in my drinking days. <laughs> and it'd be like shows were done on stage at five o'clock, six o'clock. And then it was like the Arkells would be in town or all the yeah. guys, you know, because all the bands would play the main stage and then they would play a club after. It was the mm-hmm. most insane thing. Whistler is insanity. And right. so that the energy of Vancouver in the Olympics around then um, is un, like, I'll never forget it. And I don't know if they'd ever get it back. And I, and I mean that like they want to, they want to look at hosting the Olympics again in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about being the first time hosting it in a city and just the insanity that comes with it. Yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. And um, well, I think that's yeah. partially why maybe this Olympics hasn't been that well received either too, is where it's at and everything. And um, but to, to ever have an Olympics is like, so again, going back to my point was, was, I don't, can we ever compare an Olympic to in our lives, in our, you know, adult lives here to probably the one that's in Vancouver? If they, if for a Canadian and for us and for you, I man, don't think like so. I say, like I was in Ontario, man, and I was getting up every morning, my wife and I, like checking this, the scores and how many medals. It was great. What a great time. So, yeah, you know, so Olympics you, this year, uh, a little bit of Boorns, but uh, Olympic women's hockey, wow. Again, so amazing. proud of those women, man. Amazing. And, and just add anyone who meddled still, oh, for sure. um, no, you know, I just, I, feel I just feel, I just whole... feel bad about the coverage and, and all the, yeah, and, and that's, I mean, the like there's a kind and... of a cloud put over the whole thing. I feel bad for the, for, uh, you know, the coverage I got wasn't that great either. It didn't, it wasn't very exciting, you know, like just the whole aspect of it. It's too bad. But so coincidentally, you know, coincidentally, I was in uh, the other night, I was in Pittsburgh for a show and uh, the home of Sid and his sticks were around and it was kind of like, Oh, those, those are the, same sticks that he probably used to score well, the next time you goal. see one of those please grab me one i yeah. have room on my wall besides my toronto yeah, Maple I, Matthew yeah, stick. yeah. Uh, that would be great that would be great so yeah. have you seen did you see the doctor strange trailer yet i did uh, off and on i, I but they've, there's been a couple versions since i believe because i think there was another well just um, a quick 15 minute at 15 seconds added today there was some, yeah there was something with um um what's his name? picard there uh, the from the x-men well, yeah, last week I talked about yeah, yeah. out and he talks, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so I did a deep dive on that on it last week, which was was pretty good. I did a whole half hour on it. So I was just curious if you said you had seen it yet. Um, and you I, and the thing is, really is I got to tell you, dude, not. like, you know, you know where I am on DC and Marvel. I uh, I was coming out of WandaVision and then the Doctor Strange connection at the end. Alex was stoked and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is a slow burn for me. I've been, I'm slowly getting into the doctor strange thing i'm just late to him I, i'm you just know what late the funny to thing him, is you know is about this one is this one looks like it's going to be the opposite of the the slower kind of creepy story this looks like this one's gonna be like zoom 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 was that wolverine zoom 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 oh my god it's deadpool you know we're gonna be right. going through shards of different universes here who knows they yeah. basically given the writer of doctor strange a free pass because it's the universes oh my mm-hmm. gosh 
he could take any actor, any person he liked in the, in the history and throw them in here. It doesn't have to be a scene that stays or a character that stays, but wow, man, this, this could be good. So again, now this is, this is going to lead. So I, I'd like to lead this into um, our main subject of today because keep your ears open for, so there's, this is going to have tons of heroes, tons of villains in this one. And it's going to be crazy. Um, what we're going to talk about, hey, my buddy, is we're going to talk about comic book stories that should be made into TV or movies that have not been. Now, this whole thing about there being so many heroes, villains in this Doctor Strange, I got a Spider-Man movie that's going to kind of reverse that that I think should happen. Going to kind of go the opposite way. The opposite way. I, I know uh, you I, yourself don't like having a whole lot of characters in there either. It's distracting, right? I, I, yeah, I mean, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm more about the focus, but I, my question to you is, have mm-hmm. you seen the new Spider-Man yet? No, I still haven't seen the new Spider-Man and I need to see that. It's not out on anything streaming yet, is it? Uh, no, not no. yet. So I think the theaters just opened up again here. I think, I think. Yeah. I haven't so I can't, seen Here's yet. my problem in life is I don't know what's open and what's closed because I sit and draw all day and I watch like basically stuff from the anything from the 90s to the 70s so i don't really watch new stuff and i don't watch the news so i don't know what's going on but well you've I, got some you got some thoughts here on on that you got some picks about these are marvel marvel basically we'll start we'll just do marvel at this point yeah. but marvel stories uh comic books that should be made into movies or tv that aren't already yet yes so other stories which i think it should be whether it should be tv yeah. or movie and i got these in in rating of five or like you know i got a top sure. five here here we go radness okay so the first one we're gonna do here is a comic book called contest of champions now ah there it is wow and i picked that up as a kid from a grocery store um, when my parents were visiting my grandparents cottage in uh port perry ontario back in uh Late 70s, early 80s when that came out. Now, Contest of Champions was uh, shown in Thor Ragnarok movie. Now, it was a great movie. Uh, he was the the dude was the Grandmaster, cha- played uh, um, amazingly by Jeff Goldblum. Wow, he did All such right. a great, great job on the Grandmaster, right? Now, they basically had it more like a, a gladiator kind of dome kind of thing that they just fought in. Yeah. In the comic book, what happens is you have the Grandmaster and this mysterious person in a cloak and and they they're playing a game right and we don't know they they played a game they, it's it's they don't know who what the the end game is the heroes but they just know these two huge entities are playing a game and they're selecting heroes from the marvel universe so grandmaster comes in selects the hero this mysterious person in a cloak selects his hero from all these marvel heroes selected and they take them to this 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 other earth basically and yeah. the, they fight and, and, you know, but that certain groups of heroes are put against certain other groups of heroes. So this was, this would, um, and it would still have like the modern day kind of feel to it, unless the two uh, leaders, the grandmaster and this mystery person uh, decided to put them in like a space setting or something like that. It's totally up to them. So the story would be amazing. If they could put between all these characters, they can basically choose from any characters in the whole Marvel universe. You could just have all unknown uh, second stringer characters in there, or you could go uh, the other route and have all top line ones, you know, wouldn't um, it be super expensive though, to get all this group back together? Um, well, that's my point of having the second stringers yeah. in there. How cool would that be? So yeah. if we hold that picture up right there, um, yeah. man, th- so you could get, well, Moon Knight's in there now. Yeah, I, well, depending on how well that TV show does, you know what I mean? Yeah. We've got the original Falcon in there. We've got Angel in there. Black Bolt, he's coming back. His actor uh, is dying to get back in. There's some Cyclops action there. Uh, the Thing, who would be digitally enhanced. So you, that would be pretty G1 to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Daredevil. Oh, man, that'd be great to have him. Um, depending on what they do with Iron Man, Doctor Strange would probably be hard to get. There's a guy called Defensor in there. Nobody knows about him yet. So you know what I mean? Like the, the chances of them just um, putting something really cool together would be really great. And they can so, do it in a TV show, like maybe three episode TV. That's show. what I was going to say. So after you've, uh, I think a fun thing to do here would be contest of champions, TV or movie. Yeah. So I would, that Which would, one? I would. I'm Which saying one? TV for that for sure. Because you could have three episodes and they go through like three different rounds, right? Because you got to have a winner. So it's either got to be five rounds or three rounds that they go through where the, the heroes fight. Now, in the comic book, at the very end, the, the person in the cloak reveals their head and it's death. So, mm. yeah, and it's sad. So the, the um, Grand Master is just like, oh, man. And, and you know, the, the devil kind of puts his armor or her armor around 
grandmaster and they, they kind of fade away in the universe and, and that death is like, ah, come on, man, you knew you were going to lose. <laughs> you know who you were messing with, right? So in the end, the grandmaster and Gold, Jeff Goldblum could do that so amazingly. It, it, the, the, the pieces in between could be pretty funny. You know what I mean? With the way Jeff Goldblum does things. And then the fight scenes could be just incredible. They could, they could, it'd be more of a boom, 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 kind of action packed kind of thing. And again, exposing, throw some of these, uh, see, I'm a, I'm a big fan, as you know, of, of the unknown Marvel heroes, man. Let's throw the some of these unknown marvel heroes at the wall and see which ones stick uh because yeah. instead of uh well we're gonna know, see with moon knight we're gonna see what i mean well yeah say, we'll see with moon knight i'm not i'm not thrilled with the trailer so far but we'll see what happens but you that don't like that my guy. favorite actor either <laughs> you don't like happens. that guy <laughs> what's that you don't like poe <laughs> no i don't that's why i just I, he's not my favorite actor yeah, um, yeah. the storyline's here and there but yeah so contest of the champions would be my first one number five i would pick um and, and, and again, just see Jeff Goldblum play that character. He was great in that. You saw Thor Ragnarok, right? I did. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. So it would be that times a million. Okay, you know cool. I, mean? well, I think TV show, uh, and I think it would be t- the interesting thing. I'm going to go one down, I think, sticking to the CW Arrowverse kind of vibe. I think it's an actual TV show on the CW. I don't think it's a Disney Plus I don't think it's a Netflix. I don't think it's an Amazon kind of budget. Like there's budgets there, but I think mm-hmm. for what you're saying and the character development that they would need to do, I think that this this here, in my opinion, would play better on the CW kind of TV, normal tune in on a Friday TV show verse. Mm-hmm. So there, that's my opinion. There we go. Cool. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's just one of those ones I've always wanted to see come to life. Yeah. Beautiful okay. Story. Okay. So, and then we got number. So the fourth one. Oh, okay. So my my best buddy Darth Vader, and he is a Marvel comic hero, man. I even have he's been in Marvel comics forever, forever. Now. Yeah. This is we've, we we both agree that this is probably the biggest untapped character in the whole Star Wars franchise. Hundred percent. Unreal. So hundred percent. Now this could to me this could go either way. Movie, TV show, man. There's so much to Darth Vader, dude. Like there's when he went out with the Inquisitors. Um, what I want to focus on is this. Look at how Palpatine's torturing him there. I want to go into what a great depth. cover. Oh my God. Pardon me. What a great cover. Oh, dude. Right. Um, so you can imagine what the story's like and there's just, it, and how powerful is Palpatine? <clears throat> so he's just effing with Vader with, at the yeah. beginning, it, it more seems like he's effing with Anakin than Vader. Like, cause the, the first series picks up yeah. right after the end of a new hope where he's spinning away and he comes back and man. So Palpatine blames him for the death star being blown up. Can you imagine the wrath that Vader would have faced coming back for that? Yeah. And, Palpatine knows that he let Skywalker go, man. He knows he let Luke go. And he's he's playing at this. He's teasing Vader, playing cat and mouse with him. Oh, oh, the young Jedi. Oh, the young Jedi. And he sends Boba Fett off. Uh, Darth Vader sends Boba Fett off to find out who that pilot was that blew up the Death Star. Mm. Can you imagine that scene of Vader hiding from Palpatine? Yeah. And out of the shadows comes Boba Fett. And Vader's like the pilot of the Millennium Falcon. Now, could they do that given what's happened now with the Boba Fett series and how they've tied it in? Would they have to go backwards it, on Boba It's a Fett? flashback, right? Because Boba Fett yeah. series comes in after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, so yeah. while obviously, obviously all this Vader stuff would be a flashback, right? From sure. before sure. Uh, Return of uh, the Jedi. So the thing, the, the way, dude, he, Palpatine is like the very, very worst stepdad ever. <laughs> like seriously dude he's yeah. like the worst stepdad ever man and the way it plays out you really feel vader is the hero so if you ever yeah. thought that vader should be played as the hero this comic book series come to life is incredible and will it's so that good. ruin it though chris will it ruin, ruin well okay so the perspective to the general public is that mm-hmm. Darth, you know regardless is that darth vader is still this evil dude right and yeah. we know that like he's got he's got some humanity in him because he lets Luke go. It's his son. And, and he struggles with that through the first three movies. Right. And then, then you see him kind of, you know, morph into him by, by, you know, revenge of the Sith, but will that humanize him more and take that evil mystique away that we'd loved so much. Like this is the big complaint about Boba Fett is that, Mm -hmm. is that people, is that, is that Disney gave him emotion and made you care about him. Whereas right. for a long time, you didn't care about Darth Vader. It was just like, he's a bad guy. He's evil. And now we love layers. We love character development. But if they go down that road of showing 
of showing this kind of version of Darth, will it mm-hmm. ruin the mystique of Star Wars? That's my question to you. Oh, I don't think so because, it, well, it, it, here's a perfect example. Um, Magneto. You know, you look at Magneto and you're like, wow, why is that guy such a dick? I don't get right. it. Like, what is it? What's his problem? And then you watch the very beginning of X-Men, in my opinion. The only yeah. thing they got right and probably one of the greatest moments in Marvel Comics cinematic history is the very beginning of X-Men number one when they show Magneto as a little kid. So mm. there's your answer right there, my friend. Holy shit. You've seen that scene, right? Absolutely. Ben's oh, my God. Can you imagine seeing something like that. that with Vader? Even as even as like because right as I say, right after A New Hope. He's still like, you know, he's still kind of Anakin in there, right? He's not full yeah. Vader. And no. this also shows how he goes full Vader, you know, like, cause he's not full Vader really. And people don't understand that, um, that, that that's, they don't understand that he's, he's not full Vader yet until he reaches, you know, uh, basically uh, partway in between empire and return of the Jedi. And then something happens that really makes him question this whole, this whole heart yeah. change. It's amazing. So for them to cut it down into any way they want to do it. And, and I had to mention him being sent out with the Inquisitors, right? Okay. So movie, oh, Wait, wait, wait. He's out yeah. with the Inquisitors. You know who the Inquisitors are, right? I don't. Go. Okay. The Inquisitors are fallen Jedi who have joined the Empire after Order 66 to go hunt Jedi. Gotcha. Now, what? There's only... Okay, there can only be two. There's the Emperor and there's Vader. Hmm. What job, what position do you think all these Inquisitors want? Vader. Vader's job. Yeah. Dude, dude. <laughs> Layers on Vader. So now, so he's even doing like, even when he's getting along with Palpatine, you're going to lead these guys to help you. Man, man, man. And through the comic, but they're all trying to take him out at, at when he's not least expecting it. It's fantastic, dude. So I, I see I'm getting so excited about it because it yeah. is some of the best storytelling and it answers those questions that, well, you know, well, why, why, why that I said in our last episode, why do we love Star Wars so much? The uh, the art is fantastic as well too. The storytelling is fantastic. This could be TV. This could be movie. Of course, I would love to see this in movie. I think, but I'm just mm, saying, like as far as I don't the think TV they'd have enough movie. time to tell the story that you want to tell. No, unless it's a, a trilogy, unless it's a, man. Unless it's a trilogy, oh. that would be. I think first wow. vote would be that, but it would have to be done with the guys that are doing this thing. Oh yeah, with the, like that are doing the new, the new, the new thing or. You know, do you think, you know, hey, our namesake, Kevin Smith, do you think somebody like Kevin could at least get that right? I don't think he could, he well, would direct it, but do you well, think no, he could write that story or it's they already have, written? This is, here's the thing. And this is, this is my point of this whole, this whole deal yeah. is they have the source material. It's right yeah. there. Right they just there. need somebody like you and Mike have mentioned to come in yeah. and say, oh, here's what I'm going to do with this. Slightly yeah. change this, add this. That's what they, that, the blueprints there in all these, my friend. Sure. And, and if we look at Avengers number one, the blueprint was there for that. Spider-Man, yeah. the blue, the, like the blueprints are here for all these. They just haven't been fleshed out yet. So we and, can and as agree. we mentioned, Vader is the biggest untapped, totally most brilliant source slash Anakin of, of the Star Wars universe, in my opinion. And we're going to see Hayden Christensen back for Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, so maybe they, this is an opportunity for him to add a few acres to his farm. Palpatine's Vader, yeah. Anakin's dad. He yeah. created him. Like, yeah. So here we are. So oh my God. okay, so I think we're th- you're you're saying three part movie series. I'm saying to- anything. Just get the sure. right guys in there to do. If you want to get Filoni to do twelve uh, TV show episodes and do it proper, do that, and just have Vader yeah. and get inside his noggin, taxi yeah. cat or yeah, taxi driver it. You know yeah. what I mean? Or Joker it. Um, like well, the, they, you know what's Phoenix funny about that is that they t- they kind of do that with the Force Awakens with Kylo Ren. Oh, and they it was spend, great. I, dude, I love they spend Kylo a Ren. lot of time inside Kylo's brain. Flushing him out for nothing. For right? absolutely nothing. Well, ish. All this I Vader mean, stuff. Uh, ish. I think that the, the Kylo Ren thing uh, led to the you know the eventual rise of Ben and I and I think that that's fi- I was fine with how the Kylo Ren thing a- ended outside of the fact that you know um I love the development of him, his struggle within himself. And then at the end, you know, he dies, but at the end, spoiler alert, but at the end, I I was fine with the, with the Kylo Ren. I thought he was cool. Here's here's my thing, buddy. Change the parents of Ray. And you remember we mentioned this, the chain reaction 
dude, is a totally different movie. I think they should have been brother and sister. That would have been amazing. It would have been obvious. Yeah, I thought that would have been heartfelt. They were going there. They were right? going there like, with it, but it would have been obvious. But, but still, Chris touched made... on this last week. <laughs> Chris yeah. touched on this last week, as far as like, and it never ends. Why are Star Wars fans so passionate about about this franchise? Because we all have our version of what we like about it. We all have our version of who we are. Chris is, I, I consider myself very deep in star Wars and ve- by very deep. I mean, likely up to my waist, Chris is drowning. <laughs> so he's, yeah. he's so far into it. Uh, and I would even wager like Mike um, is even further into me. I consider myself a ve- like very smart about the, certain aspects of star Wars, but when you dive into like this, which I haven't even opened up yet or this, then it's like, I got so much work to do, but that's the part that's exciting. But why are we so passionate? We all have our own version about why we're passionate about it. So, so the I think, comic books yeah. are also the, the, the star Wars comic books are all by Disney and our Canon and Canon yeah. means they affect the major story. Totally. Yeah. So, so movies, we're saying movie for this. I'm saying anything, but yeah, <clears throat> I would love to see a trilogy, a Vader trilogy. Sure. Man. Okay. Love to see Vader, Vader trilogy. trilogy. If you're listening to Lucasfilm, Disney, let's go. Right. Still Next. Be around too. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we've got, uh, so number uh, three, five, yeah. four, three. So in the middle here, we got uh dude, Galactus. And is there anything cooler than this guy? Um, the number one selling piece, the number one viewed piece, the number one favorited piece in my art store is a one I did of Galactus and the Silver Surfer. He wow. is just, he, so Jack Kirby created Galactus and he was tasked with the thought in the bullpen when they're hanging out or whatever, just on his own. Uh, like Marvel's universe is different than our universe. What would a God look like in our mm-hmm. universe? So he created Galactus who would, who devours planets. Like he thought maybe a God would. Okay, because everybody has different gods. Some people, some some people worship like ten gods, right? You know what I mean. So, so in this Marvel universe, Jack Kirby, my my art god, <laughs> he he created Galactus. Now, uh, um, somebody now that was kind of that. See, Jack Kirby really created Galactus and Silver Surfer. Okay, um, he brought Silver Surfer into Stan Lee, and he was like, "Who's this guy? Who, who's it? We talked about Galactus. But who's this guy?" Yeah. So you know, um. Jack Kirby says, well, Galactus needs somebody to speak for him. He needs a herald, somebody to go search out these planets. So that's the Silver Surfer. Now, the Silver Surfer was in a Fantastic Four movie, Rise of the Surfer. Mm-hmm. That wasn't very good. Galactus was a cloud. Nah, I'm not even going to get into that. This needs to be done properly. <laughs> right? um, so I think Galactus, um, the, the special effects nowadays would be amazing. Again, the, some of the space stuff that they could explore out there and explore properly is with Galactus. He devours planets, man. The guy eats planets. Now, the Silver Surfer, uh, Galactus went to eat the Silver Surfer's planet. Uh, Shangri-La, I believe was called. A nice name. Very peaceful planet. And Silver Surfer made, he was just a, a, not a human, but whatever their species is, but just a person. He made a deal with Galactus. He says, you know, don't eat my planet um, and I will work for you. I will go out and find planets for you for substance so you don't have to look anymore. So he took off with Galactus and he's looking for planets. So he ended up doing, I think he ended up giving up uh, Shangri-La for Earth or something like that in the original story. These change slightly, right? But the bottom yeah. line is Silver Surfer made a sacrifice for Galactus. Now, the other thing that happened is he was, Gla- uh, sorry, Silver Surfer, like an angel for God, was trapped on Earth. So Jack Kirby was really writing this, this like, you know, dogma story, which we watched the other day, which is a whole other thing, but wow. <laughs> by Kevin Smith. Right. Um, yeah, so, yeah. so Kevin, uh, uh, Jack Kirby was writing this whole kind of God story and his fallen angel was uh, the silver surfer. Now that doesn't that sound cool. That sounds that, a lot cooler than the silver surfer movie, right? Like, so yes. you got this God, this God, as I'm doing that, the air quotes coming in, this Marvel God coming in um, that wants to eat the planet. And you have his fallen angel, his herald coming in. And you got to have Silver Surfer not, you know, care enough about the people of Earth to risk his life, his essence, his home planet, and and talk Galactus not into devouring his planet. Now, I think this could be a great uh, a TV show. I think the movie would probably wouldn't get enough people in there because I think it would be really deep and very, very humanizing. It'd be a very humanizing well, movie. Look what um, they did with TV the last show. Jack Kirby one. Pardon me? The Eternals. Look what they did with the They Eternals. killed it. Yeah. Oh, dude, let's not touch on that. That's going to take I'm a lot. I'm just saying. That hurt. No, but I know. Actually, <laughs> let, we'll bring that up, but don't let don't get me going on that right now. So <laughs> let, let, let's let take this as a, to my, my view. You go after this. As a TV show, 
where you're really yeah. looking actually into the history of the Marvel universe. Like, like we look into the Egyptians and like, we mm. would look into the cavemen. Like we wouldn't look into Romans. Let's look into the Marvel universe as in other planets and other histories and, and really look at Galactus, this huge being who eats. Can you imagine? Dude, this guy eats planets. Could they do? Um, I know that the, the, the comic book community would be well aware, but one of the things that, that a lot of these you know, like, well, WandaVision, had, you know, people had to be educated, like what we had to do with, well, I myself, I had to get educated and look what we had to do with Locke and, and Dean. Mm. So there's a lot of um, people having to be educated about Galactus. And that's where I think it would fail as a movie. Okay, well, here's what I, you do, though. And I was you know, going to mention this, too, is yeah. like, uh, um, you tie it in. So you have to tie all these in with, yeah. with other movies. So yeah. as I mentioned, Contest of the Champions ties in with Thor, Ragnarok, right? Yeah. We've got our Darth Vader that ties into everything Star Wars. There's no, you yeah. know, we don't need anything for that. Okay. Yeah. We've got Galactus here now and the Silver Surfer. Galactus ties into Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. You bring him in through, I was going to say you bring him sure. in through the Eternals originally, but F that because they screwed that up. So you, you could, that would have been a great segue for yeah. uh, Galactus. And you could even have Thanos in there at some point too with Galactus too, right? It's crazy. Um, the, the, the scope you could bring this to. Um, but you could nowadays, now looking at the way the Marvel Universe is scoped out, Man, bring this in through uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and it could be funny off the hop. Like the Guardians are flying through the galaxy, and they bump into something in his foot. You know, it's like, and they pan up, and then you get yeah. just this quick, "Who's Galactus?" That's who. Galactus well, maybe is. it'll happen. I mean, there's a new Guardians and, and the guard and, and the Guardians yeah. are like, no, <laughs> you know, like, and because they're fearless, right? And they're like, mm, no, and they get, and then okay, here's Galactus. Yeah, the big shadow of Galactus comes over their ship, their tiny little ship. Silver yeah. Surfer flies by them. They're like, whoa, dude, I could write this. Okay, so so there's my there's Galactus. So that'd be number three. Okay, okay. you're in. Go. Awesome. Uh, I would say, th then to your point, I think you made a great point because I didn't realize that it tied into... Um, Sorry, I'm doing that with all of them. Yeah, yeah, I, but I, I didn't realize that it tied into um, Guardians. So yeah, I'm going to do that um, with all these I suggest. Yeah, you're that's see fine. These so I, I, I agree with you. I still... Um, uh, some of these character development stories, I think, need time, and I don't know if you, you know, um, you can. Um, I, I'm I'm good with a two and a half hour movie if it's if it's oh, if, it, I, if it if it gets everywhere. But I think in, it, when you're unless it's the big ones like Darth Vader, we could all sit we could all sit through three three two and a half hour Darth Vader Vader movies. We know that we could mm -hmm. do that. Will Will the audience sit through? Uh, a one two and a half hour galactics movie no. after being introduced no so i think it's gotta it's gotta go back to disney and uh, i think it's more than a cw i think that they could turn it into a tv series on disney plus that would tie into something else that they got coming out i don't know i don't know how galactus ties into well, it would wanda tie wanda and dr strange and some of these other things that they have oh, in well, development. That's, you know, that would that would just tweak him he'd be like what was that Right. You know so, what I mean? Like that. It, I, I think that, that they could do it, but I also look at like the, the Falcon and the winter soldier and it was sort of this standalone thing. Same with um, Hawkeye. It was kind of like, cool. Did we need it? I'm not sure. So that's where See, I'm wondering this, if the audience is getting exhausted by all of these things. And that's where I wonder how it would fit in. But I think if you break it down the way you said, then maybe it would it would work on Disney Plus yeah. as a TV well, show. Here's why we need it, um, and I don't think the uh, I don't think Disney and Marvel are realizing that this is what the fans need now. Okay, we understand it's it's Earth. Yeah, we understand there's superheroes on there. We under we understand the technology that on this Marvel Earth is far yeah. beyond what we're doing. All right, we understand that. We all understand that. The Guardians of the Galaxy are tipping around out there. Wow, they went into a head. That was a planet. Okay, let's get out there. You get into the history of where these heroes are coming from. Thanos, man, all, you do this Galactus TV show and all of a sudden one of the side characters is kind of the history of Thanos. See, you you would have focused on more of that of the Eternals. You would mm -hmm. have had a movie. Even just throwing Thanos in there like he should have been in there. I thought I was waiting books. for him to come in. But, you, yeah. and, and, but it's one of those things where it's not even pumped. You're watching the movie and it's like, it's fucking Thanos. And he's, Wow. <laughs> You, like that, those so, but I heard that this is also the last Guardians of the Galaxy, so they really got to cover this. They really got to try. Oh to yeah, well, home that's run what I'm saying. It it, it, my whole point is that the, the the Galactus thing and all that is is Disney and Marvel. This is one of those things that being on the inside of this for like over forty years is yeah. something that they're not aware that Marvel 
fans need to see and that it's going to trickle down into the young audience because it's in space, man. Like space, if you do space properly, we've seen what it can do. I didn't think the Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be a good movie. Did you? Well, I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not as far in as you, so I actually wasn't too familiar with it going in, and then I the loved humor it. Humor of it and the, the way it was yeah. written and the character it was done creation, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It was great. like, uh, yeah, it was just really good. So anyway, so they could bring that in. We'll show more history. Um, Disney, Marvel, we need to see history done. We need to see it done properly, and if it's for us adults, keep it to a TV show. Sure. All right. So we got now we're up to okay. So we're on the top two now. Okay. Ooh. Top two now. This is cool. Now this this these two are are again my brain. Spider Man, Spider Man versus Craven. That's it. That dude. That it's Spider Man versus Craven. There's no Mary Jane. There's no nope, just a stand standalone. There's there's no uh, Daily Bugle. There's no oh don't do that yet. That's, that's right. Sorry, sorry, that's all right though. Um, there's no daily. It's Spider Man against Craven. Craven comes hunting for Spider Man, and Spider Man has a week of hell. And <sighs> in this series, Craven actually kills kills him as they do the air quotes, air quotes, stops his heart and buries Spider Man. Puts on the Spider Man outfit and claims that he has defeated Spider Man, his greatest adversary. So you get this guy from another country, Craven, who's hunting animals, doing voodoo, making himself strong with voodoo, hunting bears. His whole thing is conquering. He is a hunter. He has people come out to his jungle and he fights them. He reads of Spider-Man in the New York Times or in the Daily Bugle. And he's like, huh, this is the greatest. This is the greatest champion of New York City. He goes to New York City. He hunts down Spider-Man. And they fight and they fight and they fight. It goes on psychological levels though, because this is a person who's fighting Spider-Man just because he wants to be the best. He's not trying to, t- it's like the, it's, and it's, 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 it's not like Lex Luthor. It's not like the Joker. Lex Luthor wants to take over the world. Joker just wants to see it burn. Craven just wants to defeat Spider-Man. Do you see how focused it's, this is on mission. Spider-Man, Brent? Yeah. You see how it's just mission. this guy's and at first yeah. Spider-Man doesn't know why. Peter Parker's like, what the fuck, buddy? What are you doing to me? And yeah. he kills him. Spider-Man wakes up in a friggin' coffin. What the fuck, man? <laughs> this happens right off the hop of the movie, dude. Yeah. Can you imagine? That'd he gets great. out of the coffin, he's like, oh my God, what's going on? He realizes somebody's taken over Spider-Man and is killing people in New York City. It's not him. It's Craven. Wow. So he takes a, he kills him, takes him over, and becomes sort of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But how does but, he? But not a nice Spider-Man. No. And when he shows up to these criminals, they're like, "Okay, you know, arrest me." And he just keeps walking towards them, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, man!" Just beats the like. So he's tar- not only so he he's becoming the Spider. And at the beginning of the comic, dude, he he's, yeah. he does voodoo to make himself stronger. I was going to say, like, how does he fly around and use the He doesn't the, fly. The oh, web, Craven? Web, Craven doesn't web, fly, dude. No, how does he do the web and all that stuff? How does he do? Does he oh, just he doesn't. As, he just dresses. He just, no, no, no. Just he, dresses as him and just goes and whoops some ass. Wow. Craven, cool. dude, is just, man, he is just the, the guy in the jungle who has pride. He is a hunter. He He's, you know what I mean? Um, I, see had, venom in, I see Venom in here. So can they tie it into Venom at all? Oh no! That this is just see. This is great. This is back when uh, the Spider-Man costume wasn't really explained yet. Right. So, okay. Cool stuff. Um, no, you know what happened there though is he had to put that costume back on because he took his red and, and black one, a red and blue one. Very so see, cool. see that. Sorry, that's a great question. So the reason yeah. he put that old costume on—that's not the symbiote. The reason he put that old costume on is because uh, he took his red and blue one, and you he pulls that? it. Yeah, he's like, oh, Mary Jane, I got to wear this. I got to put this back on. She's like, oh, geez, really? And he's like, yeah, I have to. I got. I've got my vote then already. Okay. For this. Yeah. Animated. Oh wow, that'd be cool. The way they're doing, the way they're doing, um, the the Spider Verse. What was that one that they did with the with the kid? Wasn't the Spider Verse? Yeah, into the Spider Verse or something. I loved that so much. That Mm -hmm. that it was such a fantastic you know, movie. And um, if they did it with that animation and told that story, just Spider-Man and Craven, yeah, just because we've, we've been yeah, talking about this, this, yeah. this, this aggravates both of us when it's like, yeah. okay, you got a great movie here. Hey, here's some great other actors. Let's throw these other actors in there. No, no, no. don't no. no Dan and Don, Dave and Don, 
Dave on the boardroom. Hey guys, I got you know you know you know who's you know we get really cheap right now. Is yeah, really yeah we got to get that. Uh, <coughs> what's Jessica Beale? What's there? Jessica Beale doing Beale's right doing now? Nothing right now. We could get her Let's for a song. Her. Throw her in there. Who's she gonna no. play? Doesn't matter. Let's make her a secretary that uh, also kicks some ass and she helps Spider Man uh, not die. Let's go with that. And then what we'll do is because she's married to Timberlake, maybe we can get him too. And then he can be the Spider-Man and, you know, and then they can make out and then it's not awkward. Yeah. Dan and Don, Dave and Don. I like the, I like the animated for this. I think this would play out animation wise because you can really run with. um, And you know what, dude, that is a great idea because I would love to see rated R. Well, and look what they did with the, with Invi- uh, Invincible, or what? Yep. What was that that series? How violent and crazy that you that know, series I was. Never thought of that. That is a good point. I think, if I had a I th- bell to ring, buddy, I'd be ringing the bell for you. That I, I, animated, I th- uh, and do yeah. they? Marvel doesn't really have that rated R adult animated feature. That's my vote for this. Five deans, boom. Five deaners. <laughs> Five deaners. No, oh, that's good, huh? Let's See, dude, we, I, I, this is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, let's go with that. Uh, you leave Dave and Don out of it, and you come up with these great ideas. Okay, so you ready for number one? Number one, everybody, stand by. Let's do a little because I don't have any other sound effects. Go. Okay, now <clears throat> this is great because we haven't seen Marvel do X Men yet, so you know it had to be X Men number one. Stand by, everybody. had to be. Okay. Wow. This series here, man, was the X-Men in the late 70s, early 80s. The team was Wolverine, Colossus, Cyclops, Storm, Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, Phoenix. Yeah. Angle on there. Um, Beast was in there occasionally. In this series, they fought a group called the Hellfire Club. Yeah, look at them taking it. They're just, they're basically. Coincidentally, uh, was the name of your first band. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Hellfire Club. Oh, I wonder who, I wonder who came up with the, with the name, the name for that band in there. It's and funny the too, other I, band. I think and the other else, band. Like, the, no, but I think somebody else <laughs> might have even tried to take credit for naming the band. And it's like, seriously? Anyway, um, so. Here's an interesting fact. Now, the gentleman on the far left, oh, I apologize if you're not watching this, with the red hair, yeah. his name is Donald Pierce. Don. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, good one. But check this out. No, check this out. That's Donald Pierce. You don't recognize I, that name? I don't. The Logan movie. No, oh, Logan, right? Donald Pierce was the main antagonist. Right. This is where he first appears. Logan cuts the living shit out of this dude and right. a whole bunch of their other guard guys. They all become Reaver. These guys here, look at them. <coughs> he, 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 he kill. he's like rips them apart. They become the Reavers. They come after him in the movie Logan. Oh my God. Oh my God. And this is just great. Cause what you got here is you got a great yeah. story of Phoenix. She um, is being manipulated by one of the very first evil mutants ever mastermind. And he, 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 has these illusions that he pass over people, right? Like super crazy. So he puts Jean Grey Phoenix in this other uh, way back in like the fifties and she can't see things properly. And uh, she joins the hellfire club and basically takes out the X-Men there. Right. And Very now cool. you got to show the other Wolverine one, man. Cause it, this is where Wolverine became popular. This was when John Burns started. There it is there, right there. That is legendary. Okay. Suckers. You've taken your best shot. Now it's my turn. Next issue, Wolverine alone. Dude, that right there changed Wolverine. That made Wolverine. And I defy anyone in comic book history, anybody comic book chatting anywhere to tell me that that did not define Wolverine. I will argue you to the ground. Boom. That is huge. That Bring is it on, the, friends. So Let's see some arguments. Yeah. Let's Bring see that it. on. That you know? is Wolverine. And, and then, so go to that other cover of, Wolf, of Wolverine alone. There, and there's the cover of the next issue. Dude, Look at that. that brought Wolverine That's alive. Wicked. He got that is his first solo issue. So it ever. went from here to here to here. Boom. Look wow, that. dude. Wow, dude. So this is Wolverine coming to life. And the greatest part of this is, is that that Donald Pierce uh mm-hmm. coming through in the new Logan and being the guy that chases him down, man. I so loved wild. Logan. I, it was up until it's I loved Logan. I thought it was such a great movie. I thought they were gonna go to Alpha Flight after that with the kids going to Canada. Oh, yeah. that would have been perfect. You know who Alpha great. Flight is? It was great. Uh it's that's like the, the Canadian uh, X-Men. Right. It's where Wolverine started, basically. Well, and they touch on it a little bit in the original X-Men movie that came out. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, right, so this is my number one a, though because he's in a bar he's in a bar right yeah. Fight, yeah. fighting in northern yeah. canada excuse me right? Fuck off. let's go let's also for a second um acknowledge that you know deadpool's from regina so there's a lot of canadiana in this stuff oh fuck dude there's totally yeah you know what i mean yeah there's yeah. a lot of canadiana in this yeah. stuff so that's so, so that's that's my x-men pick is to do the hellfire club run it's got to be three movies it's got to be three movies um the dazzler actually does a guest appearance in this as well kitty pride first appears in this roundabout storyline as well so there's some other little ones that could go on to do especially dazzler man dazzler should be done properly kitty pride's a great character shadow cat for the younger uh viewers which will bring in the younger viewers because she's young she's the first uh of the younger x-men in this later edition yeah um now i don't know if they could do this right away because they want to introduce the x-men first but eventually uh this story really needs to be told i, th- I just think it's just it's a great story who and the plays hellfire the new wolverine who plays the new wolverine who plays who the plays new wolverine yeah. I, I dude daniel radcliffe he keeps trying to get it yeah so maybe they'll I, give it to him my vote is for daniel radcliffe i really think he should get the role i think he's a fantastic actor i think he's got the right height he could put the he could put the muscles on. I'm sure he could. Gotta hit the gym. And especially if it's yeah. a young Wolverine. Now again, yeah. if they're gonna take the old man Wolverine logo, uh just put Hugh Jackman back in there, man, for sure. Like I don't know what I, this is it's gonna be interesting what timeline they use. If they go for a young Wolverine, though, Daniel Radcliffe is my vote, brother. Who do you put sure. in there? Well, I like him. Yeah, I like him in there too. I think he'd See, be I don't great. know a lot of the new actors really, so like I would have never guessed Tom Holland to be such a great Spider Man because I have no idea who I didn't know who he was. Yeah, I think it's funny. The, the, here's the problem with the push, though. The push to get Daniel Radcliffe in uh, that role might, it's almost like when, <laughs> you know, it's, it reminds me of like when all the wrestling fans want to get behind a wrestler mm-hmm. and Vince goes, nah. Like, yeah, well. Like they're, they're like, they're like, Daniel Bryan's our guy. They're like, nah. Yeah. All right, and then a month before WrestleMania, Oh, we better fix this and make Daniel yeah. Bryan the guy. Well, I don't know. If, I think Marvel is better for fan service than Vince. Like Vince, you're right. Sure. You nailed that. Vince McMahon is the opposite. Oh, is this what you want? Fuck you, Vince says. Marvel and Star Wars, like, hmm, like almost too much, right? Well, to yeah, it almost it's almost too much fan service. Dude. I, I I think the and if it goes bad as Rad with Radcliffe, then people are gonna be like, oh. So I I don't know. I I like him in that role. I don't know the new young kids. I really like this kid from Dune. A lot. I don't know if he looks like a Wolverine to me, but he was really cool. I think that Timothy Chalamet kid. Um, I think he's too pretty for that. You got to have a, a gruff, a rough kind of dude. Oh, jeez, um, yeah, Wolverine cannot. Be. That. That's the last thing he should be is pretty, right? I don't know. About, yeah, yeah. I'll but, have to um, do a little bit of a look and see who I think. But I, I, I haven't seen anybody better than Daniel Radcliffe. But I just think he's a really good actor too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just you got to get somebody in there that can act. And this is what. What's um, the other kid? The, the other guy that was um, Frodo. Oh, who was who was Frodo? What's his name there? Because he, he took in, on in some city. He, yeah, he took on Elijah some, Wood. Elijah Wood. He took on some interesting kind of like darker roles. He's a child that. actor. He's, he's he's awesome, right? So he's maybe, child actors, man. Maybe he or, could or, work, but I think maybe Radcliffe. That's where they're going. So he's getting anyways. a little old, Elijah Wood. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So who knows? But that's uh, that was a killer list, man. That yeah, was thanks, awesome. dude. Yeah, and I, that I, was awesome. You, I, you love the way I link them from. Yeah, from it was things, awesome, right? and I and, and I learned something today too, which is what we're here for. It's for me to learn. Well, that's awesome, as well. Buddy. You know well, what I'm again, saying? And again, the point I was trying to make last week was, uh, <clears throat> although the station is really heavily political and sports headed, and they have the best political people, they have the best sports people. Little known fact is you've got one of the best pop culture minds right here. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, it, I, I have a, a room full of comic books that I can back a lot of my stories up with and stuff. I, I, it's my life. I work in the comic industry. I have to look at this stuff. I want to look at this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, um, this brain's better than everyone's. And everyone's so angry all the time right now. But you know what they don't get angry about usually? Movies and comic books and film. And of which I'm missing Van uh, Vancouver Fan Expo right now, by the way, yeah, which sucks. Because I always loved going to those. And it's, it's live in person and people are there. Actually, the whole cast of Superman and Lois is there, which would have been mm-hmm. rad. Even though they film a block from my house, um, that would be kind of cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and it's funny. I keep bugging James Gunn because they've renewed Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. For Cena, and they film that downtown Cloverdale where I live, oh, like wow. nice. they, like where I live, and I can, and James is like pretty rad for like responding to people on Twitter. So like when he uh, 
he posted something about the peacemaker and I had said like, uh, love it. Uh, hope you enjoyed the coffee from Republica in downtown Cloverdale or something. And he retweeted it with a yes. And I was like, Hmm. And then peacemaker got picked up for mm-hmm. a second season, which tells me they're going to film down in Cloverdale again. So I sent, I sent a tweet saying, so Hey, Cena and gun. How about some coffee in Cloverdale nice. and gun hit back with a hit back with a heart. So I'm like, uh, you never know. Maybe they'll take him for some coffee. You know what I'm saying? You got to start digging for some Easter eggs. That That's guy, right. He loves, he loves those Easter eggs, yeah, though, yeah. dude. When you when you kind of because he likes playing that game with people. Oh, you found that one? Or, oh, no, it's close, <laughs> but not yet. Oh, he lo- I, James Gunn is like my kind of guy. I, I look kind of similar to James Gunn. I know. Yeah, that. yeah. So let's talk about. Uh, okay, we got something coming up this week. Uh, yeah. Well, that's. That's what I had to talk about, buddy. We wrapped up. We, look, at we're just under five minutes under an hour. Look at us go. This we Okay. Well, a couple of things before we get to that. Number one, um, remind everybody, uh, one of the subjects actually I wanted to talk about was this article that came out today from David Fear. But I was going to, for the love of Leatherface, can someone please kill this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I, uh, again, part of me is always kind of like, Leave, leave well and good alone. Let's come up yeah. with new, new characters. Let's do everything. However, I was a real big fan of the remake of the Stooges thing. I'm a big Stooges fan, and I thought Will Sasso and those guys did an amazing job of doing. Uh, the Fairley Brothers did a killer job. So sometimes it's funny, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre—they've tried again. The new beginning, the new generation, blah blah blah. Friday the Thirteenth, this new, 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 new. But I think the time is different. We grew up in this era of like. Who's going to scare us next? What is the next thing? Okay. And we all looked forward to a new character, Hellraiser, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, uh, you know, Mike Myers. It was part of this, this rise of some of the greatest scary things at all time, but it was also the, the rise of going to the movies. It was also the rise of being scared in the movies. It was also the rise of all these kind of like franchises and VHS and all this stuff. So now it's like, why, you know, okay, you're remaking it, then remake it and make it amazing. Like Netflix apparently spent a shit ton of money for the rights to this and brought some of the original people in to make it. And it's just getting hammered. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that's the, the way it is. Because mm-hmm. Some stuff we like and some people don't like, but, um, but uh, God, like, why it's, it's can't Dave and Don? New, that's why. It's why can't Dave we get new, new, scary, awesome characters? And the thing is, because, because they, they have were, meetings, and then Dave and Don come in and say, "No, no, no. Here's working. That won't sell. You know what will sell? A guy in a hockey mask. It's a proven fact, right, Dave? Sure is, Don. Let's get some sushi." Well, and the other side of it too, I think, is what the, the way the culture is now, and the way things are. It's kind of like, is anyone really scared or surprised anymore? Well, and that's a good point because I was looking yeah. back at folk horror. Uh, you know, getting some research for my writing. Yeah. And man, there's a lot of like, um, what's his name there with, uh, us and get out. Yeah. Keel. Yeah. He he dives into this stuff a bit. And so does uh, Shyamalan there. Shyamalan? Yeah, he's. I really like him a lot, actually. So he, the whole thing about the folk horror is, is like a couple driving and going to get gas and finding a small little town that has this these strange people in it. And the more they dig into it, it's even stranger and scarier. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Or it's uh, a, an older gentleman trying to relive the old ways, yeah. you know, and bringing back the old culture, yeah. which isn't proper anymore. And he's, he's embedding it in a really weird religious or weird. Which is just happening in Ottawa way. and Windsor right now. But right. And, 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 or, yeah. Or you have for a forest and who's in yeah, the forest, yeah. which is. Yeah. So it, it's going back to that kind of horror. Again, I think that's what the general public needs is more of the imagination horror, more of the Blair Witch horror, yeah. you know, a more of the, uh, um, not maybe the whole thing at the ends, like, oh my God, I didn't see that coming, but just more of a an, an acceptable horror, you know, the, the, the psycho. More, a little bit around. more realistic side of it. Unless well, and go- not, not so much that somebody uh, has, has mentally broke down and wants to kill everyone. That yeah. That's done to death. You know, wow, he killed everyone. Why? Well, you know, he's mentally unbalanced. Okay, we've seen that. And he can't be shot and he can't be cut and he hides and he doesn't die. You know, like I, yeah, again, let's, let's get I'm the thing where, you know. A, I'm all for a slasher flick. Trust me. I, I love 
Nightmare I'm burnt out Street. on them myself. I, but yeah. I love Nightmare on Elm Street, at least up until Dream Warriors. Maybe even even the, number four was kind right. of right out the, like the last bit of it. Then it got really campy and weird. Then Roseanne was in it. It's like, okay, that's enough. But Jason, you know, Jason, Jason takes Atlanta. Jason takes Minnesota. Jason, <laughs> space. Jason takes Florida. It's like Jason goes to space. It's like, yeah. I get it. But I, but it's like, as long as whatever, and you know, sleepaway camp eight, she's yeah. still around and, and again, hiding the in the first woods. One, you know, the first one was great. Yeah. Oh, what an but ending! The thir- but the third one played to our our love of slasher flicks. Yeah. You know, like into one, two, and three all played into our love of slasher. I get it, but the slasher flick thing is just so like, I showed the kids scream a couple weeks ago for mm-hmm. the first time, and they were like. It was more of a, like a mystery to them because they're just so desensitized to scariness right. now that they were like, yeah. well, I think he did it. Oh, I think he did it. And I'm like, oh, wow. And that's a great one to pop around because, you know, yeah, it's hard to figure out who did that. that you know, and then the other side of it, too. And I was thinking about that when you were talking about M. Night and that, like when Shut I heard in. when I heard that he was doing <laughs> a movie about the woods, about being, you know, about um, the boogeyman in the woods and whatever right. that became which was the village yeah, yeah yeah i was super excited and then i watched it and i was like okay it's about a cult in the woods and i mm-hmm. and i get it but man the idea that he would direct a movie about being scared in the woods you know and and like the way he builds you know dread and grief and grief and and just scariness i was like this is going to be the perfect thing and i remember just being like and then he had Wahlberg in a movie about the wind and i'm like well, well, that, that one was bad. Yeah, the village was the village was a little ahead of its time, maybe. Totally. Um, because I did. He, I remember watching it and being like, "Well, this is pretty cool." But that, and I can remember getting near, you know, a little more than halfway through thinking and, and doubting the 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 main villain, and yeah. I was thinking that oh, this, it was done badly. But no, it was just that I was kind of getting on. Oh shit! Yeah, I get it now. And but I was just kind of cracking it. So that's why I don't know if it was ahead of its time or if it was really well written. But again, you can't watch his movies twice. Well, no, you can't. And, and, and so it's, anyways, it's interesting to see that article. I'm going to try to, I want to try to see if we can get that guy on on the show because yeah, I would cool, love buddy. to, I would that'd love cool. to see. So, yeah. So I was just going to watch that. So you should, should just watch, watch it? it anyways. I'll probably watch, try to watch it too. You know what? If I get half hour in and I'm not liking it, I'll change it. Cause I'm really bad for that with my ADD. I'll just be like, Nope. Next couple days from now. Uh, I, 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 I crossed the bridge towards the other side of getting closer to the, uh, you know halfway there uh it's my birthday on wednesday Yay, happy birthday also on wednesday is the pink shirt day discussion hosted by our good buddy jedi jimmy, jimmy. um uh james p white from uh 95 7 cruise fm he's got uh jesse lumston mercedes nickel and kelly fallardo and they're going to talk about bullying um and you know you know what's interesting about this is that uh it applies to every aspect of the world, especially with what we're in right now. I was bullied as a kid, but everyone's getting bullied online right now for their beliefs and all the rest of it. No matter what side of the fence you're on, people are getting bullied left and right. So I think that um, it's a great cause. And so, you know, Facebook allows you to pick something on your birthday. I've set up Mm -hmm. a little bit of a thing about, uh, you know, that's going to set a, that's going to donate some money to the kids help phone. So Mm -hmm. we're already at 500 bucks. Um, so, Hey, if you're listening, if you're watching, you got 10 bucks, five bucks. And I sound like I'm on one of those telethons. If you don't mind donating, come visit me on my Facebook page, uh, which, you know, we'll link out and make a little donation and it'll all go to jet, uh, to Jimmy's cause here. Uh, he wanted it to go to the children's help phone or the kids help phone. So we're going to do that. And, um, let's try to raise a couple of bucks that we set it at a modest 2,500 bucks. I said, we're you know, a little, we're almost, we're about 500 bucks now. So over this next week, hopefully we'll get there and be able to make a donation uh, for, for Jimmy and uh, the, the pink shirt day. So high five, Jimmy. Yeah, buddy. And thanks for jumping in last week to host as I was away uh, running shows in America. Five and, deaners for Jimmy's appearance on our show. Right. All right, friends. That's a, uh, a kids on the escalator for another Monday night. Thank you so much for tuning in on the Dean Blundell network. That's be a safe. Wrap. That's a wrap. Be safe. Uh, be nice to each other. Try to be nice to each other, unless someone's not being party nice to on you. and be excellent to each other. Yeah, Don't right. be a douche. And uh, you know that's what we want from our listeners on this show. Thanks, everybody. Kidsontheescalator.com. Visit us there. Listen to us there. Watch all the things there. Visit us on YouTube. Subscribe. All this shit. He's it. doing the whole thing. Yay! 
That's uh, Chris. That's my Kermit the Frog, man. That's Chris Machete over there. I'm a printed on tour, and I'm on and I'm on tour in America, America, and uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Good times, rad dudes. Bye, everybody. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have faults. He had the same amount of faults as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.